Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Faith, Family, and Politics. I am your guest host, Sterling Metcalf-Allen. And today we're going to have a really big show today. Oh, so meek and quiet, Louie. You can do more than that, Louie. Let's do it again, man. Let's do Move it again. It. Do it again. From the heart. Use that abdomen. We're going to have a really big show today. Thank you, Rocky. <laughs> and across from Rocky, we have Cameron Reed back from the far reaches of someplace down south. Glad to be back. You get on? That's it. Yes. Yeah, oh. always. He did ran. <laughs> I, I, mm, I ran. <laughs> so far away? Very far. So far. Oh. An hour. Before we get to the man who's bringing the message today, we would like to ask you to remember, please subscribe, follow, like, share, hit that notification button anytime we post anything. Ba-ding, you'll get it. So please. We need your support. Come we're, come ask, come we're asking comments. Comment, 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 comment. Just comment, 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 comment. I don't even know. I mean, just do that and yeah. put that in the comments. Sharing is caring. And Magic caring. Button, please. Woo! Spot on. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> like a little fairy just flew through the room. Bug oh, zapper. You got it. All right. All right. Now we got the man bringing the message. <laughs> the king of FFP. The big hoss. I think it's what he likes to be called. Boss hog? Boss hog. Boss hog, yeah. Yep. Mr. Joshua Cummins. Oink, oink. <laughs> hey, what, no, what noise does a, does a hog make, I guess, right? Sizzle? <laughs> it makes a lot of sizzling sounds, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got I to gotta, gotta bring this message today or try to. What is the title of your message? Do you have a title uh, of your message? Yeah, as long as Ryan's got that queued up ready. Forgive others. Ooh, interesting. Very beautiful. So Butterfly. The, yeah. Very beautiful. Um, Symbology? Yeah, a little bit of s- symbolism there. James yeah. around the wrist. Gayness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about any of that. How, I mean, you uh, I'm not. Being, if you got fly, if you got butterflies, you know what that means. You're nervous. Uh, that they're yeah, that your stomach is nervous. Yeah, yeah, I'm very nervous. You're about to go to the bathroom. You can take that that uh, title off there now. That's thank you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. For the gay people. Ten years <laughs> later. <laughs> Little unnaturally long Still on the title. Staring That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Screen. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, means gay. Wait, we have some. Uh, we have some guys that uh, we haven't haven't had in the studio in a while, so they're they're over there in the producer's desk tonight. So uh, we're gonna give them as much leeway as possible uh, for for you video viewers. Uh, we've got uh, uh, audio Austin. Audio oh, Austin. Audio. Yep. 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 And then we've got Ryan sitting over there in the uh, producer's chair. It hurts. Yeah, they're 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 bad at countdowns. It stings. You know that, but they, but they're doing their best. They and really are. We love to have them here. Four tries. It's been a while. <laughs> Four. So I counted seven, but I, I <laughs> we're happy to have them here and happy to have them um, helping us out because we needed some help on it tonight. Because uh, my wife declined producing. Yeah. Uh, we do have Alan out as well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, put prayers out for Alan. Um, he, he had a um, medical. Emergency, emergency yep. recently, and um, he needs the prayers. He is getting better, um, but just not ready to be back to, to to putting up with all of us just yet. So he's going to say yeah. and prayers for the family just to yeah, laughing may tear the stitches. That, that time with him. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Is a family affair. Yeah, we're all we're all family. Um, Do you want to lead us in a word of prayer before you start? Or you got some more comments? Yeah. Um, no, let's let's go ahead and hop on into prayer real quick. Father God, we want to thank you for this time to be able to have fellowship and get together and do this do this program once again. Uh, I know we were 
we were out for a week. We had a lot of unexpected circumstances come up. And uh, I want to thank you for being able to get through those adversities and coming out the other side. A lot of positive things uh, uh, coming uh, after that rough week last week. And then this, this week was a little bit rough for, for me as well, but, uh, you know, for, for, and for a lot of people connected to me, but we're, we're coming out the other side and you, you're showing your mercy and your grace. And we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Cause I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of healing happen recently, you know, with, with well with Laura, because she, she did, uh, have a, another a medical emergency for her as well. And she's getting, she's coming out the other side of it. She's actually went back to work and she's doing okay. And excellent. Um, our good friend, Jeremy Hess, Mr. Hess. Um, he's on an upswing. Nice. Ooh. Um, Prayers answered. Yeah. And, um, so now I felt, felt the Holy spirit. So you had to go, like, it even took me down in my chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what you're God. hearing, Cam, that, that noise upstairs is the, is the dogs. Um, um, they're, they're all alone by themselves, so they're probably up to no good. Uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, but it, with Mr. Hess, uh, he's on an upswing, and, and um, we're hoping to, to get to video chat with him as soon as, soon as possible and, uh, as, as, uh, uh, for, for us. And then um, when he's ready, we'll invite you, the viewers and listeners, uh, in on that conversation uh, as well. But but thank you for praying for him. Thank you for praying for Alan. And thank you for praying for my wife. And thank you for praying for all of us because we, we all need it. Every every one at this table, everyone that's involved in this uh, program, we all need that prayer. Absolutely. Um, you know, and Sterling's needed some prayer with, with what he's got going on at home as well. I won't go into that with, without his permission, obviously. But, um, you know, just everybody's got something, and, and, uh, and we've all appreciated your prayers. Right, Lou? We got a nod. Yes. <laughs> That's a nod. <laughs> if Louis saying, you know it's true. Yeah. Um, so going into this, uh, I was thinking of not not trying to formulate like last time, because I felt like with the with forgive yourself, uh, especially on a lot of feedback that I got, was I re- repeated myself a lot. I said a lot of the same things. And I did I did want this particular thing to be more like a Bible study. Okay. So I pulled the verses that I thought were most pertinent to forgiving others. And then I figured we could all discuss what we think uh, those verses are saying to us um, instead of me just talking for 15 minutes or whatever. Okay. I'm making it, you know, for, for all yeah. of us. Interactive. Yeah. Very Tell us nice. what you think they mean. Very communicative. Yeah. Excuse me. I got, I got a few burps that just keep working up. It happens. Um, Those thanks. butterflies. Yeah. Butterflies working themselves Could be out. butterflies in my stomach. Could be a moth. Mm. It's eating itself. That, that yeah. was a moth. <laughs> that was a moth. The bumblebee. So I'll come around shortly. But uh, anyhow, uh, we're going to start out with uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Uh, for those trying to find it in your thumb through your Bible at home, Matthew chapter 6, Verses 14 and 15. This is in the English Standard Version, so if it's a little bit different, that's why. Um, so verse 14, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15, But. That's a big but. It's huge. Yeah. They won't turn the cameras around. They won't turn the cameras around. They're fake news. If you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will you. The, your father forgive your trespasses. Yeah. 
What were we Two way street. Two way street. Two way street, definitely. Yeah. So what, what what do you think, Sterling? Well, I mean, that's as hard it is as hard as it is to forgive others, knowing that if I don't forgive others, that God won't forgive me for what I did. I mean, it kind of is, is like a looking in the mirror kind of thing. In my opinion, it's looking in the mirror kind of thing. So if if I want to be forgiven for the things that I've done, because obviously I'm human, I've done stupid things, I'm going to have to do the same to everyone else because guess what? They're human too. As hard as that is to comprehend because most of the time when you feel hurt, you feel hurt. You don't want to forget. So... I can only imagine how my problems, my sins, my mistakes, my bad choices hurt God. And he's, he literally sent his son to die for me. So, yeah, I can, I can, I mean, I can relate and it is hard just to forgive and just in general. So that's a great motivator. Yeah. It's like a humble fear. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found it for, for, oh, you got something, Lou? Yeah. Yeah. I might forget somebody. That might do something that is minor. But if you kill one of my family, I ain't going to forgive you. I'm going to come back and look for you. If you do something real bad to me, I will come back for you. So I don't forgive. Okay. It's, it, that would be hard. It is, it Absolutely. Is it, I mean, I, I can't imagine it. Yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't even fathom it. Um, I, I know I, I found it for me is like um, forgiving others. There's, there's like, there's, there's, a few people in my life that um, it has taken me many, many years, uh, especially when it's like traumatic mm-hmm. um, things that happened early in my life. Um, there's one person in particular that really just, he, he, that person really, um, some of my first thoughts were actually uh, things that I went through around that person. And, and because of that person. And so it, uh, forgiving that person is probably the biggest thing for me. And it, and it, and it's not easy. I'm, I'm really dancing around the details because it's not fair because there's more than just me involved in that situation. But, um, yeah. Um, obviously off camera, I can talk to you guys about that, but it's, it's tough because some people, even without like alcohol or some kind of substance abuse, they, they can be awful yeah, and destructive and, and hurt you uh, physically, mentally, spiritually. All, yeah. On, on every level. And that, that trauma is, is extremely hard to live with. Um, but as we've said in the past, we got to give that to God, right? Like not let things stick with us. We have to, we have to keep making that decision to give it to God and the best way. And as a matter of fact, it was today um, that I said, God, uh, this has been a long time coming. And I said, I I forgive that person. Um, Doesn't mean I have to go talk to him. um, But I don't have to go talk to that person at all, but um, I do forgive them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that, that was like a, a weight that come up off me regardless of my chair going down. Again. 
Yeah, I was about um, to say, absolutely. That's burdensome. Laying stuff down, that's the hardest thing. There's so many hardest things, right? Putting things down at Jesus' feet without picking them back up. Mm. So, I, I, I understand. In years, uh, it does sometimes take years to forgive people. Because you yourself either can't forgive yourself because of whatever interaction happened there, yeah. or you just want to be angry for some sort of reason. And then once you realize that that reason isn't even worth <laughs> the reason that it is, then you're like, why was I doing that for so long? But it's a good motivator. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Anger, hate, uh, wrath, whatever. Revenge, even. Those are great motivators. Yep. But... <sighs> Is it makes a world of difference, right? I mean, you feel a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah, you really do when when you when you do the revenge. Yes, <laughs> um, it it can feel that it can feel that way um, immediately after because I, I have been in a in a in a place where revenge was my motive and and um and got what I thought I wanted, and then when I got what I thought I wanted, I didn't want it anymore. And it didn't take that long. I mean, it was, you know, you know, at first, at first it was like, I was like, oh, this, this happened. And, and this is, this is the way it is now. I, I have, uh, I've gotten what I wanted. And then it, about a month later, uh, I was, and this is when I was a young man. I was, I was 15, 16, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks emotionally. And I remember I was at, I was at my house all by myself, and it crushed me, uh, and so much so that um, I had I had cried from that moment and that time and the moment in time because it just it, it was one of those things where it was like it was over over a well, an overwhelming emotion that it seemed like it was outside myself, mm-hmm. and when it hit, I I went to my knees. I was I was crying until, until my mother got home, and I was uh, normally it was it's. That's a that's a very long time. So that, that well was pretty well and dry by the time she got home, and uh, um, and I had to find the room to forgive myself uh, for 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 my actions because um, and 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 bring it give it to God because that was the only way. And I didn't even I didn't even talk to my mom about what was happening. I just I just said I I, I uh, I'm having a rough time, and she just said, "Well, that's okay. Let's pray." So. Um, thanks mom. <laughs> uh, cause I know she listens and watches. I had a problem with my stepfather always beating up on my mother. And I said, one day I'm going to get him. So I went to job call, took up boxing, self-defense. When I went back, I just waited for him to do something dumb again. And when he did, I beat the living daylights out of him. That was, it all felt so good. I wanted to kill him. But I beat the living daylights out of him, and my brother did too. And he took off. And then I got rid of him afterwards. And I felt so good that this man, he's dead now, and I'm glad he's dead. And um, I'm glad that um, I got rid of him. And now my mother's living in peace. So I don't forgive something like that. It's difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Diff- it's, it's one of the biggest things for any any one of us to, to biggest hurdles for any one of us to do. Um, I mean, you can only look at Jesus, right? Or you can even look at God. I mean, he, he 
Like I said before, he literally sent his son down to die for us. We killed him. Yeah. We did. All of us. No. The Jews did. Yes, but all of our sin is what killed them because that's what he died for, is yeah, all of our sins. He died for our sins, yeah. but we wasn't around then. It was only the Jews and the Arabs. Sure, and absolutely. Arabs. But it was from the past, <laughs> the present, and the future sin. Every sin that was, is ever going to be committed was committed and is being committed right now was put on him on that cross. So that's mine. That's Josh's. That's yours. That's, I mean, that's everybody in this room in this world. So that's my fault. I don't see it that way. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Um, and so what God wants us to do is actually be, be kind. And that, and that, um, and so that's, that's another tough one being <laughs> kind. Cause boy, I'm telling you, uh, but if we go to Ephesians mm-hmm. chapter four, verse 32, Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There you go. Mm. And it's like, Man, how do you, how do you just be kind to someone who's nothing but filthy rotten to you, right? Like even if it's just like you hit him over the head with a stick, <laughs> a big, a a big a, stick, a, right? A lot of God. That's the only way, right? Um, you have to take yourself out of it. Some people you can't give them God or preach God to them. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Um, God's plan work. I found that um, treating them like you would any, uh, treating any everybody any, anybody and everybody that you know the same as if you've known them for years. This has this has been my what this is how I a- approach people, and it, everybody's different. Everybody has their own personality, everything like that. But I always try to approach people, even if it's my first time meeting them. I approach them as though I've known them for years, and that seems to be like an in, even if they don't like God, even if they're full on atheist, even if they're, you know, they're like, why is he, they still have this question of why is he so kind? Mm -hmm. Why does he keep like wanting to help me out? Why does he keep wanting to, to, to do good things for me? Why does he show up with soup when I'm sick? Like (laughs) these kind of things and I learned that from Louie because Louie's the master of bringing soup when you're sick because I've been sick a lot and he brought me soup. Louie's a soup man. Yeah, he brings me the soup and I feel killer soup. He brings me soup. Next time I get sick, I'll... I'm good to everybody that's good to me and I treat everybody good and I I try to help people when they need help but if you betray me or backstab me, oh my God, I feel sorry for you. Louis got a rest. Sooner or later, <laughs> I will mm-hmm. get you. <laughs> yeah, Louis got Louis got a wrath. That's for sure. But if you get on his good side, he'll bring you soup. <laughs> yes, I will. Always so, comes back to soup. It's always soup. Hey, dude, I'm telling you, like, because there, there's a, a a Vietnamese place over here that has the most bomb soup. Like, it's it's so good, and um, they have it with either chicken or beef, and or actually with seafood now too. So. Um, and it, it has everything in it that makes you feel better. It's all, all these little, like, it's got the little ingredients, and, everything. It's got these like little veggie thing. And it's your, got your the everything seasoning the, from bagels. Uh, the, the, it's, uh, the noodles that are made out of rice. I guess they're just called rice noodles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would make wait, sense. Wait, right? hold on. So is it rice or noodles? <laughs> no, they're noodles that are made from rice. 
Yeah. In other words, they're rice noodles. Yeah, exactly. One word, two different phrases. And also good for me because they're gluten free and I, I have an issue with that. So, um, Gluten uh, probably uh, has an issue with you. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like my gut, and my it gut doesn't really like it. Does. But you have to forgive it. <laughs> hey, uh, Austin, you gonna pay attention over there? I and mean, we're not losing you over there, are we? All right. Um, but yeah, the, the, anyway, not to go too far into the soup tangent. Well, even with the what it says, I don't know if you'll be reading that verse or not. But if you are kind to someone, they're expecting something in return. Like, so somebody does something to you, right? They're expecting something. They want you to be mad back. But when, well, you don't, when I did it, I didn't expect nothing from Josh. And when I got sick, all of a sudden he winds up with the soup. <laughs> so <laughs> he's passing along. He yeah. passed it on. Arc. Yeah, uh, it's that kindness that gets it's circular, right? It's full circle. It's, mm-hmm. it's arc. One act of random kindness. I, I like that. Arc. I like that. I like that. Where did is that is that is that an original Cameron or is that no? Is that that's you pick a, us up from a reference from a movie, as far as I know. I don't remember which movie. I think. Oh, well, it's cool. one of the, like the Bruce or Evan Almighty's or something like that. Oh, still one of those two, I think that's pretty cool though. Uh, I, I I've seen both of those movies and it didn't even. Um, yep. A R K act of random kindness. The ark. Okay, that would have been the second one. Yeah. yeah. Because Evan Almighty had the he built he was building an ark like. Yep. Yeah. I think it says something about it, like keeping hot coals or something like that. Uh, no, I actually don't. Kind. I don't have that verse. Uh, uh, although thinking about the ark, uh, just give me a real real quick dad joke in here. Um, <laughs> Gotta have dad jokes. Yeah. So. Lay it on me. Uh, where do you think that they kept the bees in in the ark, Cam? Not sure. In the archives, of course. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Dad joke 101. There yeah. You go. And so for, for those of you bearing Worth through that weight. joke, um, this brings us to Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Bearing with one another... And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. This is kind of touching back on the previous, but mm-hmm. um, it also uh, that the the word bearing that that one seems to separate it out from the previous because you're going through it with the other person at the exact same time and, and uh, you're, you're shouldering the burden with them. You actually have to listen and communicate. Yeah. And understand. Yep. And we've all had those disagreements, right? Oh yeah. Where, I mean, even at this table, I'm telling you, and it's usually me with one of these other guys here, but um, I'm just being honest. <laughs> but the good thing is, is we keep those lines of communications open. We all, we know we all love each other and we just go, Hey, let's talk about yeah. this. Let's get to the bottom. Sometimes it's even like the slightest misunderstandings that I see make like the biggest complications and just friends just trying to talk to each other. One one small thing gets misunderstood and it's just asked, like no one can set it down. No one can just try to figure it out. Uh, yeah, and then have that, that larger discussion and go, actually what I meant there was never text. Texting is a terrible way to communicate, especially if there's an issue. Especially when one of the two people are trying to imply that you have an emotion put into a text when it's just words. Yeah, yeah, and that's you, what, that's there's why. no way. There's no way to emote. Yeah, yeah. Interpret the, it. I mean, the emojis is go, can only go so far. They yeah. can only tell the story so far. 
That's it's usually why I have to, when, when I text somebody, I almost always put like a little, like a blushy smiley face at the end because I want people to know that like what I'm saying is coming from a good place, a place of good intent. <laughs> and I don't want them because or you're just being ornery. I mean, yeah. Well, and <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is like, I have a way of wording things, especially in text that can, if the the receiver can, it'll come off as brash. And, and, and if you just read it straight out, like as an information, it, it would look mean. Yeah. But if I add the little blushy face and they're like, Oh, he meant this as a happy message. <laughs> so I, I, I do that. So if you, I say, if you are texting, if you can, if you can add the, uh, the right emoji, I think that it might be okay, but it is, it is a, it is a terrible form of, of communication. It, it is better to the best is face to face. Cause then you, can, you can take the other person's cues, the visual cues. Um, as I know Louie and I, when we have deep discussions, it's, it's always better when we're face to face. Cause then we can look in each other's eyes and, and, uh, it usually actually ends up with, be there. Yeah, yeah. It's usually ends up with like, I love you brother. I love you too. And, uh, you know, that, that you cannot replace because mm-hmm. the over the phone and text just doesn't, it just doesn't know that all too well. Yeah. And it allows you to bear with one another. Um, I did forgive somebody, my next door neighbor. That was a rough one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Democrat. Yeah. We always argued, fight and argued and everything. And then he threw me out of his yard. I could have held a grudge, but I showed him that I'm better than that. And, I um, still talk to him and compensate with him. and You're kind. And I, I was kind because he's a next-door neighbor, and they say you should always get along with your neighbors Love your as neighbor. much as you can. You know, and um, we get along well now, as long as we don't talk about politics. <laughs> We'd be all right. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's the yeah. hot topic. Yeah, that, that was that. That's definitely a hot topic with him, and I yeah. know he. I know he does not like me. <laughs> no, I had to call in the reinforcements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, the 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 fellow spent about five minutes on the phone with me, and he was done. He, that's why that's that was the first time that Louis got thrown out of his house because I was talking with him, and I wasn't being argumentative. I was just like, "Look, here's facts. Here's here's the reality of the situation," and I said, "It's okay to be wrong. It's it's, it's all right." Like. I wasn't, and I was not being mean or nefarious in any way. I was just like, here, here's what reality says. I, I can pull you references for all of this stuff. And and he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, you can deny it all you want. It's still reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, even after like that, I, I still, when I, when I go over to Louie's house, if I see him, I wave, I, you know. Cordial. Yeah. Still kill him with, kind. Kill yeah, him with kindness. Yeah. Um, but he can still One be wrong. at a time. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the way he chooses to live his life. That's all right. Um, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> you missed that one. Sorry, I got it. The living uh, noisemaker over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs audio, Austin? We Just push my button. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a different button. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not a lever. <laughs> a lever? This, the uh, I, lever. Oh, I met yeah, this guy French. that I told him about faith politics. He watched the show, yeah. and he said, "You guys must love each other because you're always laughing and joking." In the there show. you go. Yeah. yeah, even if we don't agree, we still yeah. can be cordial. And, and I've got to pull my chair back up again. It's a, yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. This I don't know. I'm not mad. at I can't it. wait it's to funny. get a new setup. We got a new setup coming, and uh, uh, I know that uh, 
we, we recently Louie and I had picked up some chairs, but we'll, we'll get into that in the, in the, in the um, family portion. But uh, I just can't wait for that new setup. <laughs> what are the verses you got for us? All right. So upgrades people upgrade. <laughs> yeah. We're ready for some upgrades and I'm sure the viewers are ready for them too. Um, so mm-hmm. quit judging me, Cam. And, and, st- <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, talking it's about me. judging people, <laughs> Uh, we go into Luke chapter six, verse 37, Luke chapter six, verse 37, judge not, and you will not be judged, condemn not, and you will not be condemned, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Wow. Powerful stuff. Deep, real deep. Where are we at on that one, Sterling? I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. It's just hard. All of that is hard. Uh, I mean, there are those people, like Louie was saying, you know, you just don't feel like you can, right? You just don't feel like maybe even that they deserve it. They don't deserve my kindness. They they treat me this way or they did certain something. They don't deserve it. And I know, I, I know in my heart, like if I was, if I was in your situation, Louie, absolutely. I would be in the same place, you know, but I have to think about, well, so here recently, I learned something about my dad. I'll just, I'll just throw it out there for you. I found out somebody basically killed my dad. So there's a lot of anger there before. You know, this specific person, I won't mention names because it's just not worth that because I'm over it. But the anger that I felt in the moment in that, that fire, I don't even know how to describe it. When I found out that this could have happened, almost a hundred percent chance that it did the things that I wanted to do. I had to go, hold on. I've already forgiven this person. Is it really worth begrudging or, 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 or holding this against this person? I don't know. It's not going to change anything. Yeah, who, who does this really hurt? Yeah. Who does it really? Hurt? And all it was doing was bringing me back down into a place I didn't need to be. Yeah. So, I just let it go. I mean, it's something that's still there, sure, but I just had to, it's just air, right? And and God will take care of it. Yeah. Because he is the great avenger. He is the one that says, you know, he'll take care of it. Yeah, he's avenges his mind. Avenges his, yeah. So I, if if anyone can make it right, if anyone can do justice to it, he's the one to, to give it to. So Certainly. That's what I got about it. Cameron, you got anything about that? Um. <coughs> Excuse me. I know I've been hurt by many people before, but I don't think I've lost like others have. So I can't, I can't find that sort of deep-seated revenge thought. But there's the list of things that is like I've had to only recently heal from. That's happened almost over a decade ago that I didn't even know was still affecting me until I was told, hey, these are some things that are, like, still going on in your mind. You need to, like, heal from them. And so far, over the past year now, I've healed so slowly, each one individually, and I feel like I have gotten to a place where I think I'm better for myself by doing so. I can say this, Cam. You've come a long way since I first met you. And uh, I've watched the Lord just 
keep working. working. Yep. Fist <laughs> bump. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and I think I think Louis uh, noticed the change too, haven't you? Watch, watching Cam pro- uh, progress more and more in the Lord. Yeah. He has changed a lot compared to when I first met him. Yeah. And I'm glad, glad to see him. He's doing a lot better. I'm hoping. <laughs> You're glad to always have a friend in you, Louis. Likewise. Yeah. Do you have a take on those verses, Louis? On what? The, the previous um, verse. Um, forgive not and you, um, or judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be I don't forgiven. judge nobody until they judge me. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, going into the, the, the next verse here, uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 25, Mark chapter 11, verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you, uh, have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. It's ought basically Hmm. having ought against somebody. Yeah. So, um, I know that the, it's pretty much daily for me that there's somebody that's, uh, I don't know about anybody else here at the table, but there's usually a daily, there's at least one person I'm like, God, take that one from me. Cause that's going to be really difficult to, to, to not, um, yeah, for, I'm, I'm going to bring it to you. Help me forgive that person. Cause that, that, uh, that stung. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let me be kind. I feel like the longer you wait with it, right? It just the heavier it gets. Mm-hmm. The more, the more it, it just hurts you, brings you down, and it can be even something so. I mean, and, and we fear that interaction. I, I know my personally, I fear that interaction. It's like, oh, how are they going to take it? And what are they going to say? We're going to fight more, whatever the case may be. And it usually doesn't ever go that way. Like when you're actually humbling yourself and coming to this person and saying, "Hey, listen, this is what happened." I don't, it is especially if it's another brother in Christ or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's probably different. I know that it's different for somebody who's not a believer or whatever. But especially with another another true believer in Christ, they'll humble themselves too. The Spirit will work between the two. Kind of like a uh, this is how I feel. How can we get through this? Yeah, yeah. Let's see it from your side. How can we see it from my side. Yep. Cross that bridge together, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Ching ching. <laughs> and do you do you forgive in, in prayer as well, Lou? When you're praying, I mean, when that's you, okay. That's okay if you don't. When I pray, I just ask God to give my friends health and that they be healthy and and in good shape and don't go through problems. So I ask God and Those help all good me things. with and help me with my temper and my um, and help me to understand people more. Yeah. Those are all very good things. Those are great things, yeah. We all need that. Um, I was going to say, uh, when you do forgive people in prayer, though, um, this is good. This will take us into, into Matthew uh, chapter 18, verse 35. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 35. Uh, so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So I'd say that, Prayer is the best way to give forgive someone from your heart because you know face to face, you may just be for show, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're in prayer, 
that's the covenant between you and God, right? Like you're going, I forgive them. And it's when it's between you and God, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to hide that one. Well, let's just, that's just like perfect. Let's just do a perfect example. Like face to face and praying together. That sounds like the, the best solution to me. That way you can hear each other's heart, not only to each other, but to God. That sounds pretty. Yeah. That's a really good way to sum it up. You guys ain't got anything else on, on that? Sterling summed it up. Yeah. Well, and, and it also takes us into the other verse that I've got here from, from Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. I'm just repeating, I'm repeating the verse. For those who are thumbing through their physical Bible. Yeah, no, I was going to say, if they were listening along or even watching along, they could probably just like... Pause it. I know, but it's just... Not always the easiest thing yeah. to do or like... To, we're working on our advertising. I know yeah. that the, the grandmothers out there are going, thank you, Joshua. <laughs> Why did those, you say Those are the ladies that pinch my cheeks when we go to church, so I, I'm grateful for them. Um, on it's face. all on you. My cheeks are chubby, so that they were like, oh, look at his cheeks. Um, <laughs> Such a cute little boy. Like, I'm a grown man. <laughs> not today, you're not. <laughs> but in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, <laughs> Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So that's, that's like right along with what the way you summed it up, right? Like and and uh like when we're when we're giving forgiveness, we're also gonna get it in return from those around us. And like and that I guess I guess it is in a way going with like the not necessarily killing with kindness, but it's just like um, I I have a, a um, uh, see here person in my life. We'll say a person in my life that I don't want to go names or, sure. or 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 the location of that person. But there's a person in my life, and and um, this person was uh, uh, not so kind to me, and actually uh, is the antithesis of all my belief systems. Uh, but I, I found that following this verse in particular, I was like very merciful, very, then going back to be kind. And like, I got a smile out of that person today. Um, and yeah. And it was just like through a small act of kindness. Boom. Right. And full circle. Call that a callback. And, um, (laughs) did you say that was ARK again? Um, but yeah, through that small act of kindness. And then. That person, not only the, the smile, but then was like, legitimately like, like thank you and, and sorry for X, Y, Z. And it was like, man, God works so quick <laughs> sometimes. And uh, I, I didn't expe- ways. Yeah, I did not expect that. I was thinking like, this person still hates my guts, but they're just, they're just like, oh, that's, that's nice for a, a, mm-hmm. a moment, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no. Um, not, not Humanity so sparks through every once in a while. Yeah. Those good moments. And speaking of humanity, that, unless you get something else to add there, Lou. All right, uh, let's go bring it later into our last verse. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. covers a multitude of sins that i mean how heavy is that right like i mean to, 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 to hear that like oh wow if i'm if i just show love to everyone 
Now, love. Now, I'd say we're talking about showing love to everyone. Sometimes it's telling them the truth. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, sometimes that's sometimes love can be tough. So, don't mistake it for like, oh, I, I'm going to be meek and mild and go uh, be like, oh, well, that's okay that you do that. That's that's not true love. True love is being there for someone. Uh, like we talked about the seven different types of love in the, in the past on, on a previous message. You can go check that out. But um, I'm sorry, I'm pushing you over there, Sterling. <laughs> These desks are something else. You're right. I can't wait for this new setup. Uh, <laughs> but showing other, uh, showing others love in that way um, that sometimes you have to tell them, hey, that's just not right. That is not what you should be doing. And I'm only telling you because I love you. I'm mm-hmm. not telling you because um, you're, you're an evil person. I believe that you're, you know, it's like you tell them like, Hey, I still believe that you're still empathetic. You're still a lovely person, but this particular thing in your life is wrong. And I just want to tell you that in love, there's no malice here. I just want to tell you in love. Sometimes yeah. blind truth is hard to face. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest. It's the most difficult yeah, so I mean, it's mentioned. I think specifically, once again, talking about the fellowship of believers. You, you're, if you see a fellow believer doing something, you're called out. You're, you are supposed to go, hey, you know this, you this isn't right. Let me show you why this isn't right. You know, it says here or whatever. And there's even like a multi-step process to that. That if that doesn't work, then you go with another person. Then you go with a group of people. If that still doesn't work, so yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's taken groups of people to do that in my because you can be like you're blind. You're absolutely mm-hmm. that's absolutely true. You're most of the time when you're in it, you don't see it. Yeah, it, you're too close to the subject, yep. right? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think that happens for a lot of uh, young people in particular. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know, like, I go back to like my teenage years. I think that's like, that's probably this probably yeah. goes for all of us. Teenagers in particular, mom and dad would say, "Hey, that action." That is stupid. That is dumb. Don't do that. And they're telling <laughs> me because they love me. Yeah. It's not because they're, they're, I mean, certainly they're trying to correct, correct the bad behavior, but it's just like, stop. This is not, this is not you using your brain. Use your brain. Understand out of love, that action is very dumb and you shouldn't be doing it. And like putting your brother in the oven. That that's that's a pretty bad thing. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes I, I I I never did that. I I there were there were a lot of things that I regretted doing as a young man. But uh, putting my brother in an oven was never one. That sounds like a grim tale. We can add it to the list. Um, washer or dryer <laughs> maybe not the oven. Refrigerator. <laughs> well, there was that one time. No. <laughs> I remember a tale. Um. I but yeah, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say I see it. Most in my life with people who might have been at that young age, but might have been taught a wrong ideal or a wrong uh, way of thinking. And then that's just all they've known. And then it's hardest for them to think that whoever taught them was the one in the wrong. And that even if it wasn't their own fault, they've been on in the wrong that entire time. So trying to help others through that has been what I've seen a lot of. Yeah. 
And uh, well, just just to, just to kind of close it out real quick, because I think we're 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 into the, the family portion now. I think um, it's about 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 that time on the stamp there, guys. Thirteen minutes in. Okay, so yeah, we're we're good. To, to yeah, I mean, it's been family all this time anyway. Yeah. Um, just yeah, just kind of end cap that. Let's let's make sure that we're 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 showing love to each other. Get those get those multitude of sins uh, forgiven. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a that's pretty pretty big thing because I know that. Uh, for a lot, a lot of new Christians in particular, they always go, "Oh, but I feel so guilty. I did this and this and this today, and I thought I thought this, and I'm working against my own mind." Um, God can give you an out, so you just take that out. Um, just look for look for the out. Look for the and talk talk with others. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. reach out immediately because they're going to help you find that forgiveness, mm-hmm. keep you accountable. Accountability partners is always a good thing. Yeah. yeah, so that they can extend their forgiveness to you, and you're not the only one that struggles with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone, the world struggles with it, and then that person gets to forgive themselves. Boom. Yeah. Full circle. See? see, see, and then when we get into that that final message, uh, the you know God's forgiveness. This is going to tie it all back together. It's all going to make sense. It's not going to hit the floor like that first message. But the only reason it, the only reason it is such a, <laughs> it looks like such a straw man at first is because it's 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 disconnected over three sure. three sessions. Yeah. Um, that verse specifically, I'll just throw this in there real quick. The the love covering a multitude of sins. Once again, that's just a picturesque of Jesus for me, is because he died and literally covered the sins of everyone. Everyone. So I mean, multitude. There's got to be a bigger word, but that's Infinite. my thoughts. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, I don't know. It's a multitude. Well, I mean, a multitude. I mean, it's like because I would, I would, I would go as far as to say, every Christian, of course, sins all day long. I'm sorry, but like if if you're being honest with yourself, you're likely thinking about something that you shouldn't be thinking about. You're 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 saying something you shouldn't be saying. You're it's you're human. It's so easy, easy. and and God has. Grace and mercy. And the Catholic, they believe that um, that um, you need to, um, they believe that you're born with a sin. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. why you have to be baptized. So we're born with a sin. And we have, if we don't get baptized, we're going to have that sin for the rest of our life then. Um, well, we, that, that's our nature. Yeah. That's what say, um, every, every nature. Yeah. Every denomination may, may have a different take show. view take or, uh, it's just like, like slightly to the, to the left of that previous view. Um, but they're all, there's all Christianity is pretty similar in that fashion. Um, I know that the way I was, coming to the understanding about sin is like, yes, we are born in the world as sinners. Um, but there's a, there's such a thing as, uh, the knowledge, uh, of good and evil that, that, that's, that's, that's the, that's the precipice when we pass that, that's where Talking we about like the age of, uh, was it accountability? Age like of accountability. That? Yeah. And that's mostly a Protestant thing. Like it's, uh, uh, so like, um, yeah, most of your Baptists, Pentecostals, uh, uh, most, most anything that's, non-Catholic or Lutheran 
uh, believe that yes, you're born into the world of sinner, but you won't automatically go to hell. It's just there's an age that, and it's different for everyone that they all of a sudden that now they understand both good and evil. They understand what a sin is and what's not that type of thing. But if God died for our sins, I mean yeah. Jesus died yeah. for our sins. Why would a baby be born with sins? It shouldn't be there. That's that ba- that's a baby. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yet. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly, exactly what, yeah, we're, that's talking what we're talking about. So, the idea that they're um, they a don't. sinner already, they're th- that's their nature. That's not who they are. That's not what they've done. Um, obviously, they haven't sinned yet. They just they they just were born, right? Um, so, the the idea that an infant who doesn't even know shapes, colors, and sounds yet um, could could be a sinner is is extra. Uh, for, for every biblical passage I've ever read is extremely far fetched. It just doesn't. It just does not compute with the the biblical knowledge that I have. I, if if I'm wrong, you can correct me out there. Uh, comment on that. But um, I, I do believe that there is this age of accountability where, um, just like with Adam and Eve, when they when they ate of the fruit of the uh, tree of knowledge of good and e- good knowledge of good and evil, words are hard. You're gonna get it someday. Yeah, one of these days. I'll stop doing my Biden impression now. And um, where's the ice cream? <laughs> I like chocolate chip. Is ice cream? <laughs> Not yet. Go ahead, John. Sorry. So when they when they ate of the tree uh, of the knowledge of good and evil, that was their age of accountability, right? And then all of a sudden they understood that that they were naked. They understood that there was evil in the world. That there was, they understood all this stuff that they didn't know before, and that's. I think where that that translates into that that current theology of yo you may be born a sinner and uh, and the idea that that's your nature but that's not what you've done yet not and and I don't think you're accountable to it until you understand it cuz I think it comes down to choice right I mean yeah. at the moment that you're able to make a choice whether that's right or wrong yeah, because you you always have the potential as even a child. I think that's where it kind of for me personally it revolves around that is that child has the potential to do right and to do wrong. They just don't know what that is yet. Yeah, I mean when a when a child, let's say a toddler, you got a toddler with yeah. you, and and the, uh, you know one of your um, grandkids, right? And they say, "I want chicken nuggets," yeah. and you're like, "We're not getting any chicken nuggets," but then they cry. Because they know that that's going to manipulate you into probably going and getting them, still getting them chicken nuggets, right? And then you go get the chicken nuggets, and then they're happy. Like I knew I was going to get these chicken nuggets. That doesn't make them a sinner. They don't know that that was wrong at that age. I mean, I, I would think anyway, and uh, I, I would think that that's that's they're not accountable to that yet, uh, uh, being a sinner because they don't know that that was wrong. They just, all they knew was that they wanted chicken nuggets and that's how they get it. And that's how they get it. (laughs) I know that back then it was, they had a lot of baptism, but it was good for them because there was a lot of sins. A lot of people sinned back then. There was a lot of killing, taking over villages and all that. And they needed to be baptized, but from a baby to be born and, have a sin. I don't, I don't understand that, you know. I, yeah. I that's I, kind of funny. But back then, and then if you're going to sin now, and you do sin, then you need to be baptized. Yeah. And be forgiven for those sins, you know. And repent. Uh, agreed. Yeah, and I and I think 
um, the 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 best way to look at it as far as baptism goes is like, um, and again out there, if you want to comment and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like baptism now because Jesus gave us what what God's grace would have to give have have, have to have given us before, right? There was always had to be a sacrifice. Jesus was a great sacrifice. Right. Now that that sacrifice has been made, uh, baptism becomes the public display of the private decision, right? Once we've made that private decision, I'm giving my heart to the Lord. I'm I'm confessing my sins. I'm a sinner, and I'm I'm, I'm accepting Christ into my heart. That's how it's done, by the way. For those of you who don't know out there, um, it's just that easy. You just say, "God, I'm a sinner. Uh, Jesus, please come into my heart." And forgive me of my sins and be sincere. Mean it. Yep. And mean it. And that's the first step. But then baptism is that next step. And if Adam and Eve wouldn't have ate that apple, we wouldn't have been sinning or have sinned. I know. Yeah. It's their fault. We're in this mess. Yeah. Yeah. Them and Satan. Satan had to go and tempt them, but they did make ultimately the choice to do it. Yeah. Well, I guess our, our first two humans, they were just, they were dingbats. And, but even them, even Adam and Eve, <laughs> they needed forgiveness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, God gave them the, his grace. Sorry, I needed a little bit of yeah. I was going to say, aside, Everybody drink from, water? aside from God on earth, they didn't have much of a peer aside from, you know, one other influence, so. Yeah, but the best influence. And then the worst influence. <laughs> That's true. You got the two tandems right yep. there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, well, let's like knowledge, though. Even thinking about today, okay, that's what he offered them was knowledge. I mean, maybe people are fascinated with science, right? Like, oh, science and, you know, what? Electric cars or infinite power and immortality. We'll just even throw that one out. That's what they thought they were going to get, I think, was, oh, there's things that, Oh, there's things that we don't know. Like there's things that we need. Curiosity. Yeah, it's like that. It's the cat. I mean, it's the whole cat <laughs> scenario, and it killed us all. <laughs> they should have left Schrodinger's box closed. They really should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the fruit looked like. I mean, did it look that tasty? Because you'd be like, oh, it's got spikes questions. on it. You know, like I'm not gonna eat that. But no, it's like this super appetizing, gleaming juice just falling. <laughs> like, eat me. You know. <laughs> Uh, we we have no idea what it was like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. Uh, well, I, I can say this uh, for those who don't know what Schrodinger's cat is, because um, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Let's let's explain this. Sorry if you're a cat lover, but this this is this is this is Schrodinger's cat. Okay, the reason is so there's a cat in a box. Yes, not in a microphone. Yeah, there's a cat inside a box, and as long as the box lid is closed, the cat is both alive and not alive. I think it's the kindest way I can put that. Um, but once you open the lid, then you know which one that is. Mm-hmm. Now, if you put your cat in Tupperware, <laughs> probably going to be the latter. <laughs> but you could see through most of them, yeah. too, so you'd be know if it was okay. But if it's in a shoebox, you might be all right. Or the microwave. Yeah. So you... So, <laughs> well, he puts his brothers in the oven. So <laughs> it was one time he thought he was Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, <laughs> I did. I really. Which brother? Shh. We've got a permanent tan. <laughs> he knows plenty of them, right? We got plenty. He's got 
three brothers right here sitting with him. So oh, non non blood related. Got it. And we all saw an NDA. Then we can. Do you know how this works? <laughs> no. <laughs> we know a guy that stuck a guy in an oven. Oh, that's <laughs> true. There you go. Anyway, the cat can both be alive and not alive as long as the lid is closed. Leave the lid closed. Don't be Adam and Eve. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> and I gave Cam a, a, a stroke. A giggle. I'll <laughs> uh, be fine. Now that I think might have taken us to the family portion for sure. <laughs> or oh, we may be close to the politics. I think we religion and family. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. How are we looking on time, guys? Fifty-six. Okay, yeah. So oh. four minutes away. Alrighty then. Let's hop into the topics. Let us get it. Hop you know how to top. navigate that? No, but I'll click buttons. Yeah, there, there's that. There's tabs at the top the when you go to the each. It's a touchpad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you can click on. Pet water bottle. We're doing the, uh, doing Red State first. It, you called Which it out now, so I oh, guess we're we doing to. Red, this article. This article's from Red State. You need to lower it now. I can't. <laughs> this is happening. Says New York Mayor Eric Adams slams door on immigrants, discourages them from seeking out their sanctuary city. All right. And glaring like that. Yeah. I like that. Keep them out. We have Louis. <laughs> Keep them out. Keep them out. Way out. Send them back home. <laughs> Go home. Anyway. In this, it says, uh, in a glaring turnabout in policy, New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced yesterday that the city has begun regarding immigrants, regarding immigrants seeking asylum. Okay. Yeah. The new policy isn't for stemming the problem of immigrants stemming across the border, much like we see from Florida lending help to Texas. Instead, Adams is trying to disincentivize potential arrivals from seeking out his city. Got it. Whew. He's now sending representatives from New York. I think there's some spelling issues or something. He's now sending representatives from New York are at border crossing locations, distributing flyers that explain New York is not an ideal destination. Okay. City's becoming overrun with immigrant arrivals and is stretched to capacity. Yikes. That's as far as uh, housing and care. All due to its own declarations and hubris on the issue of immigration. Let me skip down here. That's uh, Most of them, they got them in um, hotels, spending lots of money keeping them in hotels. Well, and yeah. one of the things that Eric Adams was encouraging before was he was telling people, open up your homes. Yeah. I was like, why don't you, you first? <laughs> you right. You're the mayor. You first. You got a mansion. You open up your home. You know, I don't mind them having the good people, but we don't know who's good or who's bad or who's exactly. going to do the damage here. That's true. That's why we have a legal way of coming in. That's right. So we could check you out and see that if you was right for us. I know we don't need no more crooks or thieves or rapists. In the Drug dealers. We got plenty of that over here. We don't need any more. Very you know? true. Very true, Louie. Yeah, and it's also there's also the sex trafficking too. Yeah, yeah. And the, the child trafficking and the yeah. human trafficking in general. Yeah. All Just traffic. Drug, all the drugs. Yeah. That come well, in. it does increase that as well. <laughs> you right. drugs Absolutely. for sure. Yes, Lou. Um, it, it it all it's it's all pouring in, and it's not just. A lot of people will will say, "Well, people coming over the border, it's just it's just people from Mexico." No, actually, the majority of people from Mexico uh, that are coming to the United States are doing it legally. Because they understand the system. They understand that you have to come in through a port of entry or you have to come in 
through a, a visa, and that's what they call the right way. Okay, and and yes, that system is broken. It does need reform, but the at the I hate saying at the end of the day because that's so cliche. Yeah, but <laughs> it really is true. At, at the end one. of the week. Yeah, at the end of the week. Sometime in the near future. <laughs> Especially with Eric Adams because he seems to be, he, he's he's his own worst enemy. He just can't get out of his way. Well, well, send send us all, send us everybody. That's what he said at first. And then uh, uh, the, the governor of Texas and governor of Florida said, okay. And I sent a few buses and he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't mean what I said. Stop them. Don't let them come. We don't, we have too many. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them be here. Um. And in particular, it's the ones who claim asylum seeking because um, when they come over illegally and then say, once they get here, they say, oh, I, I want asylum. Uh, most times they are uh, a foreign national that's looking to um, cause harm to Americans. Uh, going back with what Trump said, they're not sending their best. And it's not Mexico that's sending them. Is it coming from, from other all countries? over the world. All over yeah. the world. That's right. And people that do not like America. You better believe that. That's right. You're going to catch some that are going to come down here and start stuff. Revolution. Talk about revolution. Talk about having gangs and all that. We don't need that no more. We no. That's got to stop. And I know a lot of you drug dealers are hoping that these people come in and bring in their drugs, but... It ain't going to happen. You know, we got to stop it. These drugs got to stop. It's killing people. And yep. drug dealers got to stop buying them and, and and giving it to us so we could wind up dead. You yep. know, people end up killing themselves with it or they or they kill others over it. Yeah. 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 And I, well, I heard a lot of people, a lot of my friends in New York. Oh, let them come in. Let them bring all the drugs in. No, man. They're bringing in drugs that are killing you. Yeah, like fentanyl. Yeah. yeah, and you people yeah. are too stupid and dumb to 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 say no to it. Well, not only that, but also the people that are coming in with with the drugs in particular, you know what they're going to do to to the current drug dealers? They're going to kill you off because they want that block. They mm -hmm. want that. They want that money to go into their pocket and send it back to their their home governments. That all they're going like to do America. is bring a lot of trouble. A, a lot, lot of trouble. trouble. Uh, people fighting over. How could that be? You don't own the streets out there. You don't own nothing out there. You own what you own is what you have in your house, in your apartment, in your clothes. But the streets don't belong to you. The street belongs to the people, everybody, you know. But you want to own the streets and sell drugs in it and mess up your own people? Get out of here with that, man. Forget about that. Go home with that. Louis is very passionate about this. Yes. And That's good. Yeah, it's very good to be passionate about it because people need to hear about it. They need they need to understand, and especially when it comes to kids. That's that's the big thing. Like those are the ones that hurt the most. Yeah, it's the tragic. Um, if, if, if we talked about it last week, we talked about Sound of Freedom. If you haven't I seen gonna, it, I was going to say yeah. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. I just watched that over this last week, and yeah, one of the articles we read last week or last week, two weeks ago. Because um, <laughs> we missed a week. Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago was uh, how how uh, Sound of Freedom whipped the Disney movie Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. The new one, yeah. Yeah, pun mm -hmm. intended. Because <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones has a whip. That's, uh. why, it's, that's why it's funny. But no, uh, because it, it points out the, the idea that this child trafficking, it, it points out exactly what's going on. And this these are the types of people 
that are coming over that border in droves. I was going to say that in in the end portion of the movie, there is even the message to spread the word of watching it because um, big corporations, big movie markets are trying to shut down Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from, from ever being watched and, again, and, and there's uh, articles coming out now about how they're wanting to try to shut down the film. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're even coming up with excuses, um, of, of like, oh well, the air conditioner's out in that theater. It just oh, so yeah. happens to be the one where Sound of Freedom is showing. Oh, the the we lost the film. Oh, this, there's always something. It's like, or people are returning your tickets. Or yeah. by, if you if you want to return your tickets, and like nobody's returning your tickets, but somehow they're making all this. Yeah. Yeah, three hundred and some people who watched it today returned it to us because it wasn't stupid. It, it it's it's uh just propaganda, fake news, and and fake news. We're not gonna have it. Get out, get out there and, and go see that movie. Yes, please. I will say this. Preface: emotionally prepare yourself. Yes. Watch it with some form of support of an understanding of what you're going into. Bring someone with you that you can talk about it with after, because um, if you're not emotionally prepared before you go see that film, you may be. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll come out either mad or upset. There's it, it, your emotions will go to deal with it yeah. very high. I know that for for me, when I went and seen it, I went and seen it um, with my wife and my, my mom and my dad, and I was mentally prepared, and Laura was mentally prepared. My mom was come out a little bit sad, but we talked through it. My dad came out livid, and so we had to like tell us let's talk about this, Dad. He was like, oh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, let's talk about this. <laughs> As um, it will make your emotions just, yeah, uh, go all over the place. And this is the type of things that Eric Adams was uh, all for not too long ago. Oh, now he's like, oh, no, there's, there's too many. But I'll say, I'll say this. If you want people to open up their homes, I'm going to re- go right back to you first. Yeah. Eric Adams, you first. Yeah. So and, if you wanna... and I don't understand why he would want to get rid of immigrants. New York is full of immigrants all over. And um, also, he shouldn't be sending people back anyway. You know, none of his family, none of his people came from the United States. They came from Africa. So they they, they immigrants themselves. So I don't understand why he wants to get rid of immigrants. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to uh, <laughs> to figure out, that's for sure. We gotta, yeah. We'll jump into the segment. If you want to read the rest of that article, Red State, New York Mayor Eric Adams slams door on immigrants. So check it out. Yeah, it'll be in the description. Yep. Yep. The next one we're coming to today is from the Washington Examiner. We have Hunter Biden investigation agents warned against interviewing his adult children. Investigators of the Hunter Biden criminal case were not allowed to follow up on a number of leads or interview relevant people significantly hindering their investigations. Surprise. According to the IRS whistleblowers. IRS Supervisory Supervisory Special Agent Gary Shapley said he was blocked from following up on Biden's WhatsApp messages in which he invoked his father's name and pressured foreign business associates to give him money. More surprises? No. Investigators were not allowed to follow up on WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud backup, where he suggested he was sitting next to his father, Shapley said. The next message referenced, referenced was sent on July 30th, 2017, to Chinese businessman Henry Zhao, the chairman of China's Harvest Fund, in which he leveraged his father's name and threatened CEFC, CEFs executives, unless a lucrative deal was worked out 
with Ye Yaming, the chairman of CEFC, the Chinese energy company with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. As all businesses are in China. And it said, I am sitting with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. Biden told Zhao in one of the messages, I am very concerned that Yi has either changed his mind and broken our deal without telling me or that he is unaware of the promises and assurances that have been made have not been kept. These messages allegedly resulted in millions of dollars being routed to Biden's bank accounts. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're putting all that money in Ukraine. Yeah, it's to launder it, right? Yeah. It's a, but the, the, this money getting wired to them was through bullying. Straight up, it was like using the position of the uh, of the of the, the vice president at the time, because Biden was vice president at the time of these messages, using that position of power and saying, you better do this, or my dad, the vice president of the United States, who's definitely involved in these messages, obviously, is going to do something. But we can't, but, but as an intelligence agency, we can't go and find out exactly what was done here. Why, why can we not go back and talk to these people? That's why the CIA turned their back on him. They're, they're squealing like crazy on him now. <laughs> nothing he could do about it. I, I got a feeling the man's going to jail. This says, it's a shapely said that the other IRS whistleblowers, Agent uh, Joe Ziegler, asked to follow up on the messages and that that request was not supported by the prosecutor. So... That's kind of suspicious, in my opinion. Well, the prosecutor is also in the Biden uh, crime family back pocket. I mean, it's, there you go. That that would be the connection I would make. It, it and I don't think it takes uh, a or rocket fear. scientist. Yeah. yeah, it could be just fear it tactics. Could, could too. be fear. Because um, the next one, not to cut you off, says investigators wanted to interview Biden's adult children, but were told that they would be in hot water if they approached them. Yeah. So sounds that like sounds like fear to me. Political intimidation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's threatening. That's crazy. We are of high standing and you can't touch us. Yeah. <laughs> that sentence alone, that's impeachable. They want to talk about Trump and saying, oh, fight like hell. Um, or, or when he told the Proud Boys, uh, stand back, stand by. What he meant was stand out because he later corrects himself. Stand down is what he meant to say. They want to use uh, those words against Trump. But then those words yeah. that Biden's using – in particular, or the prosecutors, or investigators, yeah. Yeah. or prosecutors, or investigators, for that matter, any of that, that all links back to uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. It all links back to Hunter Biden because those words are not those investigators' words. You know that. There's, those have to be Hunter's words. Those have to be Joe Biden's words because there's there's been a lot of hot mics with Joe Biden in particular, and that man, the way he speaks when he's not up there doing his uh, false, either losing his memory or um, being sweet Uncle Joe sniffing babies. Still searching where uh, the ice cream is. Yeah, <laughs> or, or looking for his ice cream. Uh, he's talking uh, very nasty and, and, and so much so just like those words. I've, I've heard words just like that um, on those hot mics. So it only only it's cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he uses a lot of foul language, mm-hmm. and he has those, um, and he has the CIA doing his bidding, like yeah. if that's his bodyguards, yeah. his gang, you know. Yeah. 
It's a tax squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that it feels that way. Um, the committee working working on it right now with the with the Durham report and all that stuff. Um, also, obviously, no prosecution can be brought with it because um, Republicans don't have control uh, of the of the House. But um, I think. Um, I think if, if during this next midterm, uh, during this next election, if we can just pick up a few, just enough seats, Republicans in this committee could actually move forward on 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 an impeachment. Because mm. uh, it, it is very impeachable. It's obvious foreign, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, um, collusion. Yeah. This is obvious uh, using your power for um, for exactly that, for, for more power. <laughs> Uh, intimidation, foreign uh, throwing their weight around. Yeah, um, quote unquote. It could also be seen as future future election interference, for that matter, because then you're, then you're gaining that money to put back into your campaign your fund. new campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. which likely happened. I'm not saying this is conjecture, obviously, but likely happened. Um, so yeah, I think once they dig more and more, and, and even beyond this Durham report, um, and and if we can get a few more Republican butts in those seats. Uh, we could bring prosecution and, and, and uh, Joe Biden could be finished. And uh, I, I, this is something I, I, something that I've also seen was there's also connections with current vice president and, and um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and the wrongdoings with the, within Burisma and these companies she's connected as well. Uh, I haven't had a, have enough articles to, to, to verify that for, for YouTube, but once those articles do, do start coming out, and they will, we'll be able to say it right here and say, we told you so. In the studio. <laughs> you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed what we have in the White House. Yeah. We have a junkie, and then we got a corrupted president. And these people all know about it, Kamala, all of these Obama, he knew about it and didn't do nothing about it. He don't care. He's probably involved in it. Who knows? Yeah. Anything is possible in this world, but these people, are, the United States should be embarrassed that they have these people in the White House. And I don't see why they haven't got rid of them, knowing all the facts that are out there. How could this happen? You know, just because he's president? Yeah. No. You got to get rid of that guy. He's ruining our country. And, and we're not having respect for many other countries either. Well, they didn't when Trump when Trump was president, they didn't give him no the, trouble. The, yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. give him that satisfaction of oh well he's president so he should do he he should get away with it. No, like no. they came after him. They came after him hard. Mm-hmm. And, Aren't they still going after him? Yeah, and there's still additional indictments that they're they keep. It's all this straw man type of a mm-hmm. thing. It's nothing's coming of it. I think that uh, is uh, it's uh, harassment. It's actually harassment. They're harassing that poor man. Yeah, they sure are. They're trying to throw the darts, but nothing's sticking. That's right. (laughs) So that was from the Washington Examiner. Speaking of Trump-related things, we have our next article from Breitbart. Uh, Michigan AG Nestle charges Trump electors with forgery despite JFK precedent. (laughs) Michigan Attorney General uh, Dana Nessel announced forgery charges Tuesday against 16 alternate alternate electors for President Donald Trump in 2020, despite existing precedent by Democrats in using alternate electors. 
Nestle, a highly partisan figure who urged President Joe Biden to close a crucial local oil pipeline and once joked that she wanted a drag queen for every school, those are in quotes, announced the charges which are a first of their kind. It's always that with Trump, right? <laughs> yeah. The false electors action deter- undermined, sorry, the public's faith in the integrity of our elections and, we believe, also plainly violated the laws by which we administer our elections in Michigan, said Nestle. My department has prosecuted numerous cases, numerous cases of election law violations throughout my tenure. And it would be malfeasance, mal, malfeasance, malfeasance of the evidence of an organized effort to circumvent the lawfully cast ballots of millions of Michigan voters in a presidential election. These defendants are alleged to have met covertly in the basement of the Michigan Republican Party headquarters on December 14th and signed their names to multiple certificates stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president of the United States of America or the state of Michigan. Those are all in quotes. These false documents were then transmitted to the United States Senate and National Archives in a coordinated effort to award the state's electoral votes to the candidate of their choosing in place of the candidates actually elected by the people of Michigan. Whew, how much more of this do you want me to read, Josh? I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, keep, keep it going because that, you know. The Trump campaign created several slates of alternate electors. This was not an attempt to create fake or fraudulent electors to fool authorities, but rather to provide a legal remedy in the event the elections resulted, results were overturned. The fear was that if a court or a state legislator invalidated the Electoral College vote of Michigan or another closely contested state, those votes would not be awarded to Trump without electors. Democrats themselves used this strategy in 1960 election, a close race between Vice President Richard Nixon and Senator John Kennedy. Nixon-Hawaii electors met and cast their three votes in an official ceremony, but nearby, Kennedy's three electors or nominees gathered and signed their own certificates, delivering them to Washington as though Kennedy had won the state. Until now, it's been unclear whether the 1960s case of Kennedy electors was truly analogous uh, to 2020 Trump electors, but the unofficial Democratic certificates obtained by Politico from the non-digitized files of the National Archives show the three Kennedy electors signed documents that are remarkably similar to the false Trump elector certificates. Instead, the Hawaii Democrats used virtually the same language that the false, I'm not sure what SIC is, Trump electors in five states used in their efforts to upend the 2020 race. Do you know what SIC is? Okay. No. <laughs> uh, in those documents from Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, the pro-Trump activists described themselves as duly elected and qualified, in quotes. In two other states, Pennsylvania and New Mexico, Trump allies submitted alternative elector slates but included a caveat. Their votes would only be counted if ongoing court battles broke in favor of Trump. In the 1960s case, a state judge said that the Democrats' effort to create an alternate slate of electors was a key step that preserved their ability to be counted. Politico noted. Okay, here we go. Ultimately, a recount showed that Kennedy had actually won the state and unofficially Democratic electors were then certified by the state. Both lists of electors were sent to Congress. Nixon, presiding over the Senate, accepted the Democratic slate and his defeat. 
The so-called faked electors case is said to be central to special counsel Jack Smith's investigation of Trump and his campaign. Former President Trump said Tuesday he had been informed he was a target of the inquiry. So, uh, and and, and that, that's all pertinent information. That's why I was yeah. like, no, yes, you're good. yes, keep reading. You're good. Because it, everything within the law, right, and there are the judgments that have been made, um, this is the way this is the way the law works in, in the United States. I don't know about anywhere else, but in the United States, once a judgment has been made in favor of something, it sets what we call a precedent. And then all new cases that are similar will can then go back and say, actually, this precedent was set, and this is how this works. This is how the law works. Mm-hmm. And at the time, those electors were legitimate electors back back then, um, and they were there just in case, like like the article says, just in case everything got tied up in court, and then they had to go, where are our alternate electors? Because, uh, and we can go into that here in just a second. Because um, if, if things get tied up in court, you can't go back to the original electors because they were the reason that the things got tied up in court. And first, obviously, those original electors uh, would be the falsehoods, mm-hmm. people that, that, that falsely presented these documents. Um, and, in the, and in that case would have been Nixon electors in that, yeah. t- in that time. Yeah. Um, and in the current... Uh, that's that's why they they're trying to look. People are trying to make it look like these uh, Trump electors were uh, false. Mm. It's not that they were false; it's that they were there as an alternative because they they knew that if things broke the way that they should have, um, <laughs> <laughs> because our, our legal system is is broken and it is it is and it didn't it didn't actually follow precedent there as it should have. Um, then these electors would have been. The replacement. If things didn't get tied up. It was just decided uh, partisanly based on the, the, I can't remember her name at the, at the top of the article. <laughs> but that's who made the decision. <laughs> Nestle? Maybe yeah, Nestle. Nestle. Um, and, that's who, and that's who made the decision. And obviously, it's very partisan. Um, so wanting drag queens in every classroom. So um, <laughs> she's, not, she's it's not a fan of Trump. And being, <laughs> being so... She's politically motivated. And that, if, if we're going based on just reading that article, would be, uh, I, I don't know if it, AGs uh, in, in states, uh, every constitution uh, of every state is, is different, but I would think that that would be uh, an impeachable defense for someone as, as an AG. Uh, but there's no way that Gretchen Whitmer uh, in, in Michigan would ever go for getting rid of it. Uh, and to go even deeper into this, mm. Because this, this is very, this is very like nerdy uh, for for a lot of you who are not regularly into politics. But the way things work when you go to vote, people always say my vote doesn't count because there's electors. No, your your vote counts, but your vote um, is collected with a lot of others, and then those votes go to a a, a, a district elector. That elector goes, well, the most votes in my area went for this individual. Um, and it's, it's to make sure that New York and California doesn't decide every election. Cause actually more people, it, yeah, more people live in New York and California than everything in the middle. Believe that or not. And in order to make that balance out with the rest of America and their decisions, 
they have these electors. And then once these uh, tallies are made, whoever got the most electoral votes in that state then gets all the electoral votes for that state. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a check and balance thing because if they, if they did it just purely on population, New York and California would decide every single election and Oof. none of the rest of America would ever be heard. Um, and you would only ever have whatever they decided was best for the rest of the country. And how is that fair? Yeah. That sounds painful. Exactly. It's very painful. That was wrong. Just so wrong. It's very wrong. And so how do you have a voice? Electoral college. That's what makes it fair. It may not seem, uh, seem fair because you're like, oh, but the, mo- the perfect person with the most votes, they should win. You, think about everyone, okay? Everyone should have an equal, equal voice across the entire country because we are the United States of America. We're not New York, California, and, every, and then there's nothing in the middle. <laughs> Just two white blips and then, like, darkness in the middle. Yeah. Shadowed voices. And people was there from, from New York and California, not, not to, this is not you, Louie, obviously, but a lot of people from New York and California, they always say, oh, those are flyover states. They're all just dumb and they don't know any better. No, we're very intelligent. And sometimes, uh, I don't know if you, you know this or not, but sometimes we're, we're a whole lot smarter than some of you out there. Uh, and we know what's going on. Obviously, I understood the Electoral College. I just explained it to you. Boom. And what are you doing there sitting in New York and California? Are, do you know what the Electoral College is? Do you understand why? I need a voice, and that electoral college gives it to me. And if things got tied up in court and it went to those alternate uh, electors, mm-hmm. those electoral votes then would have then would have definitely shifted to Trump. Shifted. And it's not because these these uh, electoral uh, electors were Trump supporters. That was what they were reporting for their area. Yeah, they said, "Oh, the most votes went Trump's way in my area." That's what I witnessed once I tallied the votes. That's all it is. It's a glorified reporter reporting the facts. I saw this. This is the facts. That's at the end. Bottom line. Yeah. That's it. And we all know that Trump won. He just got cheated out of. Yeah. (laughs) We we can actually talk about that now, honestly. That's what it Uh, seems like for sure. I mean... It was the most secure election. Let's, let's get it right, Lou. Most we got, we got to get it right. Mm-hmm. It's the most, most secure, secure election ever. Loctite. And, um, <laughs> Some gorilla glue. <laughs> most secure election ever. And, and 36 counties had 81 million votes. Let me say that again. 36. 36 counties had all of Joe Biden's 81 million votes. That's all it took. Do you believe it? Must be just California and New York. I'll leave this to you. 36 counties, 81 million votes. I'm no mathematician. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm very terrible at math, but that just does not add up, no matter way, which way you look at it. I don't, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Uh, anybody? <laughs> 36 counties, 81 million votes. Does that add up to you? Two, no. I wouldn't know. That's area-based no. by that. <laughs> What about you, Lou? Does that does that seem like mathematics that that, that should pan out? It nope. it, it doesn't, right? It no. just so uh, you know. I don't know what the calculation would that that would be like if we were to do an average of the, but uh, it's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> in thirty six counties. Uh, Two and quote, change million. 
Yeah, like county. <laughs> so what happened? The gr- the dead came out of the grave instead of boating. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> they just rise up. Well, for they Biden. don't have to. They just they just uh, they just write their name oh. on there. Oh yeah, yeah. Or everyone just grouped together, left their own counties, grouped into yeah. one area, and just went. We're gonna vote from here, nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Whole state. He's going to Tennessee. Nothing. George Jones. He's voting for Biden. Certainly. Where is he? <laughs> He's in the grave. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. Everybody that's in the grave, they vote George. Democrat. That's how it works. All right. <laughs> Regardless of when, when they were able to vote when they were alive, they uh, just, oh when they God. become in the ground, they, they get Democratic. Well, he died tag. as a Democrat. He's going to vote as a Democrat <laughs> in his grave. So, yeah, get, get everyone out there, do me a favor. If you live beyond me, don't let me vote Democrat, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I'll dig you up. It's not a big deal. Just put it on my headstone. Forever Republican. <laughs> I'll turn them away. They'll make you charge for every letter. <laughs> true. Just just write new posties every day for me. Not everybody in New York is on welfare, but half the city is on welfare. So the Democrats got them control. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling them what to do because if they don't, they don't get that welfare. They'll take them right out. And Uh that's why you see a lot of these people in New York voting Democrats because they are depending on the state to Mm. take care of them. Yeah. You know? And 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 a lot of times once they're in it, they don't know any different. Right? Sometimes they're raised on it and they don't they don't know that just going out and having the satisfaction of earning your own keep will change your life. And you, also, you may not live as high on the hog as you were before. Right. And also, in New York, they always have people going out telling you who to vote for. Oh, vote for this guy because he's good. He's going to get you what you want. You're taking welfare, he'll get you welfare. You know, keep voting for him. Don't vote for the other guy. He's a Republican. He, he ain't going to do nothing for you. Propaganda by word of voice. Yeah. yeah. If the government says, here, this is free, you should vote for me because I'm going to give you a bunch of free stuff. It ain't free. It ain't free. It's costing you your vote. I was going to say, they're, yeah. they're going to charge you down the line. No, yeah, They're taxes. charging everybody else. Yeah, mm. yeah it's coming taxes. out. Every time you get a paycheck, there's that, that, that word FICA. That's the federal government taking <laughs> your money. Your money and, and giving then, it to them. Yeah, and there's, there's a then the state tax taking your money and giving it to somebody else. Do it, and they'll, they'll say, paving oh, well, roads, Josh. Come yeah. on. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah. Like they're just sitting in there and they're and they're bathing in their coins like Scrooge McDuck, right? We just gotta say it's for roads, and uh, and they'll just give us all their money. This one's for road. This fifty-two are for me. This one's for road. This fifty-two is for me. Don't forget the bridge. Oh, uh, you gotta, you, gotta, you also gotta tax those ones. You actually get like uh, every tenth one. Here's a penny. Hundred dollar bill is mine. <laughs> That's why it uh, took him what three years to finish that one section of road oh over there, uh, Louia, by, 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 by Menards. Oh, Menard, em- yeah, yeah, Emerson. Emerson took a mm. long time. Uh, That's a very local reference for those out there, but <laughs> it was like three years for them so to tragic. finish one little bridge. We're like, how is this still under construction? Well, they got to drag it out, you know, all summer, more all winter. money and more money, and more <laughs> money. I still get traumatized every time I see an orange cone. <laughs> like, oh, oh no, they're back. <laughs> Look at Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl all around the orange barrels. 
<laughs> it's traumatizing Sterling. He's swinging back and forth. Uh, I think we can bring this home. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minute cool. Pass. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want me to do a closing prayer, host? Or you want to do it? Do you want? Hey, like, doesn't matter to me. Anybody want to pray? Anybody specifically? Cameron? No. That's fine. Yes. I feel like you're getting voted into it. I'm voted in. Okay. That's fine. Right. No problem. Cool. Lord, I just want to thank you again for this opportunity to be able to bring your word uh, to the table and to whoever watches it. God, I hope that it will be a blessing to them. Uh, help them with maybe an issue that they're having. Lord, if they are having an issue, have them reach out. Lord, we want to thank you for the ability to be able to pray to you uh, and to be able to even worship you, Lord, in and, and so many places that is, uh, it's it's considered a no-no. It's considered a death sentence even, Lord. So I just want to just praise your name for the ability that we have in the United States of America as of right now to still be able to worship you, Lord. Lord, I do want to ask that you help us all with uh, understanding what forgiveness is, how to forgive, what kindness is, how to be kind. Lord, those are, are hard topics and, and difficult emotions to deal with internally and, and even more so outwardly, Lord. Lord, we do have some prayer requests, uh, health issues that are on our mind. Lord, we mentioned those at the beginning. Lord, I pray that you just touch those, put your hand on those, continue to heal and bring those people back to us, Lord, so that we may be able to uh, be more of a blessing and uh, bring you in honor and glory in everything we do, Lord. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I also want to add from us, from faith, family, and politics, God bless all of you, all you people out there watching us. God bless you and hope he finds you all in good health. Absolutely. That's Louis Rodriguez, host of Rodriguez Rants. Thank you for having me. Love having you, Louis, every time. It's a blessing. You got your name up there now. There we go. There it is. (laughs) You're special. (laughs) Where's his claps? (laughs) <laughs> Where's that audience? Uh, oh, that's too bad, too bad. Sitting across from Mr. Louis is Mr. Cameron Reed. I want to say, stay Get cool in these hot hot days of these summer months. Yeah, there's quite a few people that died in this heat. Mm-hmm. Ambulances yeah. passed the place of work that I was at just today. Yeah, and well, and, uh, and, and going back to New York, touching back on that just real quick, uh, they... Uh, was wanting them to turn off all their air conditioners. In California, too, I heard. Yep. It's crazy. People are dying because they can't keep their air conditioner on. So stay cool if you can. Absolutely. Or if you know someone who is down in the luck, bring water, bring. Pay forward. Yeah. yeah. One act of random kindness. There you That's go. Right. There you go. Invite them to your house. I got. I know I got air conditioner in my house. So you know, like if I if I got a, if I got one of my friends out there and they don't have air conditioner right now, come over and hang out. Can always have a dog just lick you in the face. Yeah. You just have to deal with my or German two. Shepherd, my Retriever. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> we've got Josh Cummins over here bringing the message. Josh, always glad to have you. It's always good to hear your uh, the words that you bring and how you bring them. It's always interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like being interesting. Yeah, it's a blessing. It really, it's a blessing. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that it, I, I'm glad I felt this one. This one felt a whole lot better than the previous. But I think it uh, I think it also glued a lot of the missing pieces from the previous. Uh, back in so yeah um i enjoyed it yeah i appreciate that and i've been your guest host you got something louie all i wanted to say if you come to my house yeah you better not have bad habits oh, you're yeah. going out <laughs> tell them louie <laughs> get them right out that door <laughs> and i've been your guest host sterling metcalf allen we'll catch you guys next time